Montgomery and Stewart Funeral Directors are proud to be independent, just like you. They're owned and operated by lifetime Puebloans, not by any of the giant funeral home chains. This means they only answer to the families they serve, not to outside stockholders. Your independence allows you to select which funeral home you will call at the time of need or when considering a pre-need plan. That same independence allows you to choose a local funeral home where you know your wishes will be followed to the letter. Since 1922, they've worked hard to make a positive difference in the Pueblo community by providing service and care for families of all faiths and ethnic origins. Please call them today. They never use high-pressure sales tactics and will be happy to answer your questions and discuss your options at your convenience at their funeral home or in the privacy of your home. Call Montgomery and Stewart Funeral Directors today, 719-542-1552. Montgomery and Stewart Funeral Directors in downtown Pueblo. Hey there, it's Carly Moore here. This month on Pueblo's podcast, we're highlighting a few of Pueblo's city council members. As we start a new year, we're asking them what their goals are for our city in 2022. Now we'll chat with a handful of them. Some council members were unable to accommodate our request to interview, but please tune in each Monday this month to hear from different city council members. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Dave Moore, and this is Pueblo's Podcast. My guest today is City Councilman Vicente Martinez-Ortega. Hello, Vicente. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for spending some time with us on Pueblo's Podcast. So this is your first uh, term as a Pueblo City Councilman. How does that feel? You know, uh, honestly, Dave, it feels um, great, kind of scary, um, somewhat familiar as I've helped uh, a number of folks uh, run for city council. Some were successful, some were not. Um, but it feels feels good, and it just feels different to be in, um, in the chair as opposed to um, watching from the sidelines. Sure, sure. More responsibility, too. Far more responsibility. <laughs> it's, um, and far more reading oh, <laughs> than when you're on the sidelines. Absolutely. Um, getting familiar with the... Uh, uh, Robert's rules of order and uh, the budget and and how how things work I'm sure is all part of that yeah it's um you know uh, the budget came as like almost 300 pages um, read every word of that um, Robert's rules of order as I've uh, sat on executive committees uh, in board meetings things like that I was fairly familiar but sure. again until you're sitting in that seat, and um, those big decisions are are um, dangling in the balance of your knowledge of Robert's Rules of Order. Um, you know, that's always something that we can get more proficient at. Oh, sure. Well, tell us, our listeners, a little bit about your uh, your background and your life before becoming a city councilman. Okay. Um, I, I'll start that I'm a Pueblo native, born at St. Mary Corwin Hospital in Bessemer, uh, and um, grew up in different, definitely different parts of uh, Pueblo, okay. um, uh, including Bessemer, the West Side, um, and then going for my undergrad uh, at CSU Pueblo. Um, I lived in the Belmont area as well, okay. um, and uh, I got my degree in art uh, with an emphasis in uh, ceramics and uh, art history and. 
went on to uh, work on a number of public art um, projects here in Pueblo, um, regionally, and then across the across the states as well with the the Williams Studio. Okay. Um, also, through that time, I uh, I had um, I had started working with um, some friends of mine who are running for city council. Uh, a friend of mine, Steve Naraki, he ran first in 2007, and we lost that race, and that was a tough loss, and that was my very first experience in um, in local politics. And and as I as I grew more mature, I understood that it wasn't. Um, necessarily about activism as I grew up in, you know, I, I've always said my three biggest, um, portfolios are in art in community organizing and in politics, uh, and political organizing and, uh, understanding that policy change, um, has to take over after activism. If activism gets the job done, great. Um, but sometimes it's about, a lot of the times it's about policy change and running for city council and getting voted in. Um, it's all about that policy change. And so I'm happy to be on city council. It's exciting. It's fun and very challenging. And honestly, it's kind of scary. Right. Some of the big decisions <laughs> you have to make. Oh, sure. All right. Well, very good. So uh, the city council recently okayed three new subdivisions in Pueblo. What can you tell us about those, and how will those affect uh, Pueblo's future? The three new subdivisions, um, I think you're... Uh, yes, like well, it'd be, I was looking at uh, the uh, uh, La Victoria, um, the uh, Stout subdivision, and the Lakeshore Estates. Um, you know, subdivisions are um, are tricky. We're, we'll have to, we have to figure out how to create more homes for Pueblo as we're going to be, uh, we're going to encounter a homes like a shortage on, on homes for families and single folks. Um, and these new subdivisions will only help address some of those issues, but also, um, hopefully stir up some economic development in some of those neighborhoods as well. Some of the things I'd like to do for district four is figure out how to accent some of those smaller neighborhoods and so those are neighborhoods that um, attract their neighborhood, but also other neighborhoods into that for their specialty, um, you know, what have you, whether it's food or it's a, a little bodega that we can get fresh fruit and, and, uh, and food and groceries in. Um, and so those subdivisions will only do any, will only help. Um, it's just finding some of those local investors willing to, um, you know, invest in our community to make sure that, uh, these projects that the city partners in is, uh, are successful. Sure. So Posada recently purchased, uh, the Sunset Motel over near St. Mary Corwin, uh, on uh, Lakeside for homeless yep. and for low income folks who are uh, 55 and older. What is city council planning to do to, in addition to that, to help Pueblo's homeless situation? You know, Dave, that's a tough question. And I'll just tell you, my answer is I don't know. I don't know right now. Um, I'm still um, trying to figure out a lot of the ins and outs of how to get things done. Sure. Um, as a city councilman, 
uh, and also just how how the the power shift from the uh, adopting the strong mayor form of government, um, and so just learning my role as a city councilman, uh, learning uh, learning the the different roles of the different um, branches of our local government is is I think that's the most integral thing that I can do right now. And being aware that these projects are happening is well multi-layered with learning on how the system works. Um, that's what I can promise in my first quarter of 2022. Sure. Um, and uh, now we, we're now two years into the uh, coronavirus, the COVID-19 uh, uh, pandemic. How has Pueblo compared to other cities our size? Uh, how, how have we done with that situation? And, and, and what's next for, for Pueblo, do you think? You know, I um, after two years of being um, affected by COVID, uh, the first year was just so rocky for everybody. There was right. so much uncertainty, and um, and now we're this last year we're seeing a bit more stability, and and twenty twenty two looks very hopeful. Um, I think uh, as I think as this year goes on, we need to continue to get folks vaccinated or offer the opportunity in their local neighborhoods for them to get vaccinated and still encourage mask wearing um, as those are the two uh, two biggest um, forms of defense against Corona and spreading the, the coronavirus. And I'm just trying to think of how of how city council is is really going to help accent part of this first 90 days of learning is figuring out the answer to that question as well as how how can city council and the city help partner continue to partner with some of these organizations and some of these groups um, who are trying to combat um, misinformation disinformation uh, accent the work of the pueblo county health department, um, all those, all of that concerted effort will continue to happen. I, I really think that a lot of the folks in Pueblo are willing to get vaccinated. I think that folks uh, just have some questions and we need to figure out how to meet them where they're at. And sure. as a somebody who is a very community-minded person, I will always resort back to Let's just go ask the community and meet them where they're at. And so if we can find out what the community wants in terms of how they can, how they need the help to get through 2022 with the city's help for coronavirus specifically, then maybe we should be asking more of those questions to community members as opposed to city council folks. Sure. And I do think the money that um, the city was able to give to some local businesses certainly helped, don't you? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I think that the those small business loans uh, certainly helped those folks throughout the 20, I believe it was in 2020. I know there's another small uh, small business loan out there, um, and we'll just have to see what, what comes up. Sure. I'm talking to Vicente Martinez Ortega, who's a, a newly elected Pueblo City Councilman, and uh, you mentioned about your your uh, studies in art, 
at CSU Pueblo. The Gateway Project on the north end of Pueblo certainly is taking shape and looking like the second sculpture is going to go up in the near future. The Gateway to the Southwest uh, project is, it has been produced uh, at the Williams studio by my mentors, Ken and Judith Williams, and their family. Um, those structures sit at about 45 feet tall. Wow. It, uh, it's, uh, it forced the cooperation of local county and state government as uh as that was like a cdot project it was i uh, had to get funded by uh some private um private funds as well as city funds uh mm-hmm. it's been about a four-year project it looks like it'll be completed here in 2022 i am very ecstatic as you drive underneath the the Dillon Bridge, it, those sit at 65 feet at the very top. Um, I don't know how many bricks there are, but they're, the bricks are oversized. They weigh about 22 pounds apiece. Whoa. Um, it's, yes, it's, and there's well over a thousand in there. And so it's, uh, it's a beautiful project and I'm, I'm really happy that it's going to be an entranceway and, and also a, an homage to how, much we appreciate art and our own local culture here in Pueblo. Oh, definitely. And I know it's the Gateway to the Southwest Project is kind of designed to make Pueblo a destination place rather than just a city that people drive through to get to Albuquerque or Santa Fe. How do we get the word out that Pueblo is is a a city you need to take that off-ramp to to visit some things? Well, I think it's part of... um, embracing our cultures that are that are from that helped pueblo become pueblo as we know it now uh i had a friend who uh brought me over some tamales for christmas and i said you can't have you can't have tamale or christmas without tamales and he said he said yep that and pizza. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Nice combination. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was the other one? The other one was uh, like little waffles. Oh, Pizzelles? Pizzelles, yes. Yeah. Like you can't have Chris. And so that's a testament to um, to uh, our cultures here in Pueblo. And like it's like going to to some of the festivals or bazaars and getting a lady finger, <laughs> you know, it's just exactly. all these, it, it's all these different uh, cultures. And I think if we highlight our diversity, that's more of our strength than, than, um, than I think we give it credit for. And so uh, some of the agricultural tours, we need to highlight the fact that we have the largest body of water in Colorado in our backyard. Right. Some of those different kinds of things. And I don't have a clear answer on how to get the word out, but I just know if we continue to make these better, then people are going to, the word spreads far quicker now than it ever has. Sure. So what would you like to see Pueblo do to attract new businesses and new industry? I don't know, Dave. Next question. Okay. All right. (laughs) I don't, I, I don't have a clear answer on that. And so I can't, I've been talking with Vicente Martinez Ortega, newly elected Pueblo City Councilman. And is there anything else that you'd like to highlight about your um, your vision for Pueblo? I'm a community organizer, and 
My default is to take guidance from the community. I will be having quarterly community meetings. I'll be inviting a city council person with me, a different one every every quarter. So we can gather information from community to see what their biggest concerns are. Of course, it's going to be trash and roads. How can we be innovative in helping those kind of immediate kind of needs, but also addressing the upstream root causes of those problems as well? And so taking guidance from community is always the best way to make projects successful. And here in March, when I have my very first community meeting, I'll let you know that about it, Dave. That'll be where we get our guidance from. Okay. And and our vision will start to take place. And, you know, a lot of it comes down to uh, the revitalization of Northern Avenue, getting those buildings filled up with um, commercial space, but also addressing residential uh, housing needs as well. How can we do both of those at the same time? Sure. We have plenty of businesses or open buildings there that have storefronts, but storefronts are shrinking these days. And so if we can get together with uh, some of the private private develop, developing companies to make st- smaller storefronts, but also living quarters in the back. So smaller businesses have opportunities to get on their feet a little bit easier. Absolutely. Yep. And that'll help address it, it's multifaceted. It'll, It'll diversify our economy. It'll it'll grow those small local uh, neighborhood attractions, and then also it gives somebody a place to live as well. Oh, perfect. Oh, very good. Well, I have one more question for you. It's more of a a, a fun question. Uh, what comes on your perfect pizza? Perfect pizza. I mean, pepperoni and green chili. Oh, there you go. <laughs> pepperoni, pepperoni and green chili. You can't go wrong with that. I love it. Great combination. Great combination. Well, uh, Vicente, I really appreciate you taking time to talk with me on Pueblo's podcast. My guest today has been Vicente Martinez Ortega, newly elected Pueblo City Councilman. That's Pueblo's podcast. I'm Dave Moore. Be proud, Pueblo.